All right, here we go with the Way of Rock podcast. We are on episode number 16. How you doing, Jack? I'm doing fine. I'm uh, I'm just chilling. We've ha- we have a lot of new music out. I've been listening to all that today. Getting Do brushed have lots up. of new music to talk about this week. Um, first, I want to let you know about our sponsor, Anchor.fm. Anchor.fm is a platform where you can make your own podcast. Remember last week... When I was doing the Anchor.fm ad, I brought up the guy who records his podcast from prison. Prison podcast man, yes. Yes. Um, I've since been trying to figure out what would be a more difficult situation from which to get your podcast okay. done. I can't think of one. I might have one for you. Yeah. You know how there's that, there, uh, not necessarily a tale, but... Um, the danger, I guess, of falling into a well. Yeah. It would be fairly hard to record a podcast if you're stuck in the bottom of a well. It would be. It would. I don't know if that's the first thing that would be on your mind. It, it, okay, listen. I have fallen into a well. I need to get this information out to the world. It could make a killer podcast. <laughs> when you're From the well. <laughs> Episode two. When you're by yourself in a well... You you Ooh, start a podcast called From the Well. <laughs> you only have yourself and your thoughts, which you're gonna need a way to uh for like how long before you're just dead. I guess you got a few days. You got a few days, yeah. Um it it all depends on the well because hypothetically speaking, it's a well. There's gonna be water there. From the well. So Stitcher.com. It's 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 just until you stop eating. I mean it in uh special well, guest Gilbert Gottfried. Why are we bringing Gilbert into the well? I just thought that would be funny. You're in the well. You're you're desperate to get out of the well, but you got a chance to get Gilbert as a guest. This is true. Gilbert's not calling for help because he's, you know, the way he is. But he'll guest on your podcast. He'll give you 15, 20 minutes. Maybe do some racist jokes. I think it's worth it. So, yeah, Anchor.fm. There, you have no excuse not to have a podcast unless you're in a well. And if you go to Anchor.fm or download their app, then you record your podcast, you upload it, and they take care of the rest. They find distribution, they get you on all the major platforms, and they also find you sponsors. We are also sponsored by ThirdStageTees.com. It's getting to be tank top weather, wouldn't you say? It is. Sun's yeah. out, gun's out. We're going to have all those Third Stage Tees um, tank tops available. Some of them with, with kind of workout stuff on them. Some of them with rock and roll stuff on them. If live music ever comes back, then you've got something to wear to the festival. The all-day festival. Okay, uh, this is a great opportunity for um, to us to get sidetracked. Last year, I went to a music festival in which we saw... Um, who, was the, who were the... Uh, Seether was the big band there. Yeah. I don't remember who the actual headliner was because everyone left after Seether. I think it was live. Does that sound correct? Oh yeah, yeah, it was live. Okay. Um, and no, no, uh, no disrespect. No to shades live. of live. Fine band. But uh, this area is very fond of Seether. I true. would say that's true. Because Seether always plays this festival. Is always here, right? I personally went for Coheed and Cambria, but that is not because I've seen Seether maybe seventeen times. But that is not the point of the story. The point is, um, I wore a tank top to this festival. And this festival took place mid-May. It was already wicked hot last night. It was wicked hot. 
and I got quite the sunburn. Let me tell you, that sunburn, like it was winter, and I'm looking in the mirror, and I could still see the <laughs> the tan lines from that sunburn. It was so. If you're gonna go the route of wearing a tank top to your music festival, do it with caution and sunscreen. Right. Don't think you're tougher than the sun. No matter how much metal you listen to, you're not tougher than the sun. The sun always wins. The sun is undefeated. All right, so if you happen to find our podcast, please subscribe to it. If you like it, share it with a friend and leave a review because that helps other people find the podcast. And it's available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Pocket Casts, and uh, anywhere else you might find your podcasts. So, yeah, it's New Music Friday as we record this. It is. And some surprises this week, some not. Yeah, um, I think the... I don't know if you want to call it a... It was a surprise to me because I didn't really pay attention to the teases that much. I like I looked at them, but I didn't read into them at all. Um, Avatar dropped their new music, and I think they dropped that yesterday. Yeah, it came out like late at night, but it's today. Okay, so... Um, Silence in the Age of Apes. Yeah, they're doing... I mentioned this before the show, the Trivium thing where they just get the longest possible title they can think of. <laughs> um, it'll be off the upcoming album Hunter Gatherer. Um, which I think is going to be a, a cool little concept. They like to do the concept albums over there. Yeah, they're a concept band, and we just watched the video for Silence in the Age of Apes, and they've, as we talked about a little bit last week, they've changed their look a bit. Yeah. They've gotten rid of the uniforms and gone to kind of an overalls, yeah, like leather so overalls. No, no more uh, circus, circus uh, hot stuff. Right. So when they're on stage, they can cool off a little bit. <laughs> yeah, tank tops and, and overalls will probably be more comfortable on stage for them. Yeah, and one thing that I kind of noticed was the initial tease was kind of that, like, you remember that green 8-bit, very technology-themed right, uh, right. thing? That doesn't appear to be the case with, at least as far as we've been. Yeah, that doesn't make an appearance in the first video for yeah. this album. Or on the album cover or anything, so... But um, as far as the song goes, I'm a sucker for new Avatar anytime new Avatar happens. And I re- I'm a big fan of the uh, this new song. Yeah, I liked it. It's It's got the Avatar feel to it, very syncopated. Um, you know, the, the cool growling and, and when you watch their videos or if you've seen them live, you know, they like to do lots of synchronized moves. Yeah. And they're, they're, they're just kind of a fun band to watch. Um, I don't know when this album is coming out. I assume sometime this summer. But yeah, look for them. Look for look for them wherever you listen to your music, but also check out their video cuz their videos are always fun. Yeah. And I think the biggest selling point to me for Avatar, the reason that like I got so into them um when I did was the their dual guitar work is some of the best in the metal industry at the moment, at least in my opinion. The things that those two guys do, um, I don't entirely remember both of their names. I think it's Kungan and Tim. Yeah, guitar number one and guitar <laughs> number two. I remember the bass player, but that's... We love them, but we can't pronounce their names. We love them, yeah. Uh, they do. They have some uh, awesome little dual uh, solo in this song here, um, as they do in most songs, but it's I, re- I really like uh, the guitar work in this song and kind of Avatar in general. Um, I've only listened to it a couple times due to it being out, so I cannot remember. Do you, off the top of your head, do you know if there's any uh, clean vocals anywhere through the song? Is it kind of all 
I don't think it's necessarily clean, but it's not necessarily the growl okay. either. If Be- there's like an in between that the, Avatar kind of yeah. does. Um I'm sure for the people that like a balance such as yourself, there's going to be uh, a balance come the album. But uh, <laughs> This is a get-off subject. I saw a meme yesterday that took to task the people that, quote-unquote, you know, like metal but don't like, and it called it Cookie Monster Vocals, okay. which is a term that I've been using with other metal friends for years upon years since they've been a thing. Yeah. And the, the meme wasn't all that necessarily clever, but it... it it kind of made me chuckle, I guess, because you know, as I've mentioned before, I, 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 I can take some, but I, I like a balance. I like yeah. you know some back and forth. But the reason I brought it up is the 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 comments of this particular meme made me laugh because probably eighty five percent of them were people who claimed they had never heard the term Cookie Monster vocals before, which I guess is possible. I thought that's what they were called. <laughs> Yeah. Um, see, a lot of people refer to, and this is just solely like, uh, just like my opinion and outlook on things. But like, a lot of people refer to like the things that like Slipknot, Trivium, like Five Finger Death Punch, like kind of that that deeper growl. They refer to that as screams. Like mm-hmm. they refer to it all as screams. But I don't like referring to those as screams because in my mind, screams is more for black metal and. Kind of like that higher pitched. Yeah, or Rob which, Halford. Yeah. And I mean, I don't have a problem with any of them. I'm not like trying to take shots at any type of vocals, but like, I don't, I guess growl is the term, but even then, I feel like growl is necessarily not that heavy, but kind of like that in between where it's, it, you're yeah. singing, but you kind of got a growl to you. I don't know. Uh, terms are terms. It's, it's so. just not as funny as Cookie Monster. Cookie vocals. Monster voice. I I love that term. Yeah, it's a great term. I was just it made me laugh that so many people had had claimed to never have heard it. Speaking of someone who can go back and forth between the Cookie Monster vocals and the clean vocals is Lacey Sturm. Lacey Sturm released a new album. Not an album. A new song, and I'm a big fan of it. Yeah, yeah. This one's gonna be good. This out of all the new music that came out today. This one, so far, is my favorite. Um, Lacey, of course, was the original lead singer of Flyleaf. Yes. And she lasted, I think, two albums with Flyleaf. And uh, then moved on and, and started doing solo. And um, her first, because she kind of was off the grid for a bit, if yeah, I remember yeah, correctly, then, right? Yeah, you know, she had a kid. She wrote a book. Um she just kind of she got out of the music business completely. I yeah, think. and then she came back with her last album, which was Life Screams, and I think that was from twenty sixteen. I want to say twenty sixteen, twenty seven, yeah, oh yeah twenty sixteen, and I really like that album. Um, it was it uh it features the uh, really really good cover of Roxanne. Um, it is live, but I mean it, that's not the biggest deal in the world. Um. But I was a huge fan of that album. We actually got to see her on that tour um, at a small little club, which was a, which was a good show. Um, and then she released this, which I believe it's pronounced the, the Decree. The Decree, yeah. The Decree, all right. And this, I think compared to Life Screams at least, is a lot heavy. It's kind of more like Life Screams, I don't really know what I would 
categorize it as, but it was it was just like a female fronted rock album, right? Yeah, yeah. It was just, There's, just, a, just a regular rock album. Yeah. This I think is very is like a little bit closer to Flyleaf than Life Screams oh, was. I'd say, yeah. It's a lot it's I would say it's significantly heavier. There's some more uh at least lacy esque screams, uh heavy vocals there. Um I think like the instrumentation is much heavier. But I listened to it this morning and I was like and I wasn't expecting it to be uh, as awesome as it was. Yeah, I've given it a couple listens. And I, going back to when she was in Flyleaf, I remember the very first time I was exposed to Flyleaf. I, I, was, I was on the road. I was sleeping in a hotel. And at the time, I used to just leave the TV on and go to sleep. And I woke up in the middle of the night, or what to me is the middle of the night, and the Jimmy Kimmel show was on think it was Jimmy Kimmel, but I'm going to go with that. And Jimmy Kimmel's always good for good rock acts at the end of his show. Um, but Flyleaf was performing, and they just caught my eye because they, I, I actually, the, I think the, the sound was down, but they, the, they caught my eye and I turned it up. And as you know, Lacey's just this tiny, tiny, tiny little woman. And this was, you know, 2004, 2005, somewhere in that area. And so she's probably in her mid-20s at the time as well. So it's just this tiny little young girl. And I think I'm So Sick was the first single. So that's probably what they were singing. And just the voice that was coming out of this tiny little person was was amazing to me. I bought the CD the next day. And I've been a fan of hers ever since. And then when we saw Lacey Live a couple of years ago, and again, it was like you said, it was in a small little club. And you see her in person, and she's the size of a microphone stand. She's, I mean, she's so little very and small. just has such a big voice. Yeah, it's. Um, and I'm really happy to see a new song from her because I I could listen to her sing anything. Yeah, I really really like uh like her voice and basic like most things that she does musically are very very good. Uh, I remember my my uh, introduction of Flyleaf was I knew that I knew that they existed like I knew the name I knew that they were a female fronted rock band and this was back in the days before we had uh smart smartphones and whatnot or the very early uh stages of smartphones so I had my little iPod and I went and I just went up went to Flyleaf and I listened to the first song on that album which happened to be I'm So Sick which is also their song I guess yeah um, that was their first one, single yeah and I was like Holy mackerel! This is uh, this is good. So and that's one of those albums too. It's a, you know, it's their debut album, and and that's one of those top to bottom. Pretty much every song on there is is a good song. Yeah. And, and I guess I don't know if they if their popularity was stunted by the religious aspect of it, or I, I mean, yeah, I have I've no I'm just speculating here, but um, of course you know. I guess being a rock and roll band doesn't help either because yeah. nobody likes rock and roll anymore in America. But having having listened to her music and, and seen her live where she breaks out some religious stuff live, but the rest of it is, is so rock and roll and so good that you can totally overlook it if that's not your thing. Yeah. If that makes sense. And yeah, she's got a really, really tight band. I don't know if it's the same band that is on this new record. I know that her her husband 
Is her guitar player. Is her guitar player, yeah. yeah. I remember her bass player was just a monster. Yeah. And the they were really, th- that duo was really fun yeah, to watch. Bass playing on this new song is, is pretty good, so it wouldn't surprise me if it's, and I guess if it's her husband playing guitar, she probably didn't fire him. Yeah, I'd imagine. But, uh, but yeah, I don't know if there's a new album coming from her. It doesn't say here on our information, but definitely a new single. It's Lacey Sturm, former lead singer of Flyleaf. This is, this would be, I guess, her second solo effort. So yeah. New music from Lacey, new music from Avatar. And getting back to that Avatar, I I really, really hope that live music comes back. I do. I haven't yeah. seen, like, they didn't have a tour announced that they could cancel. So I've seen no information about them touring or any. I don't even remember seeing their names on any of the festivals before they got canceled. I, I could just be remembering wrong, but... Yeah, if, if if touring gets back there, if live music gets back there, you get a chance, go see both of these acts, Avatar and Lacey Sturm. They're both really, really fun to watch live, and, and but they'd make a good bill, too. Yeah. and Avatar with Lacey opening. That would, yeah. We got <laughs> to... S- Maybe throw in some acoustic Devin Townsend. That was... Uh, before we kind of go into our little, our little break, I, did, I do want to mention, that was... One of the biggest surprises, I think, uh, in my history of like discovering a new band or new someone live opening up, um, because and especially because uh, that bill was four bands deep, I think it was 68. I want to say Dance of the Dead was that band that we didn't really care for in the middle, that was just techno horror rock with no vocals, there's just two DJs that were also guitar players. Are you remember what I'm yeah, talking about? Yeah, oh yeah. No, I'd never forget that. <laughs> that was awful. And then that uh, that ends, and then you just see this bald guy with that basically looks like Voldemort in a, in a goofy Hawaiian shirt come up, and he's setting up his own thing. He has a... Yeah, he brought out his, his MacBook. His, and Yeah, his MacBook. What was it? A sloth? Oh, yes. Yeah, his stuffed his sloth. His stuffed sloth uh, that the crowd named Timmy. And he just looks like this nerd. And I had... Never listened to Devin Townsend before I knew that we were seeing him. Then I kind of gave him a couple listens going into it. And then you s- you have this guy. It's just him and his acoustic guitar. And he's going back and forth between the Devin Townsend like melodies and then the Devin Townsend kind of harsh little. And you're like, this is the greatest thing I've ever <laughs> seen that I wasn't expecting to see. Um and this, that basically started my Devin Townsend obsession, and now I'm the biggest Devin Townsend fan I've ever met. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, that was a good surprise, Devin Townsend. That was a great surprise. Acoustic. Trivium always had, not Trivium, Avatar, the two times that we've seen them, they've been on awesome bills. That's uh, And you have now gotten into the Devin Townsend podcast, haven't you? I have. I They're all long, and I listen to a lot of podcasts, so I don't listen to it as much as I would like, but it is interesting. He's a very interesting fella. Yeah, he is. He was he was interesting because that was that was kind of a since it was an acoustic show, it was just him, and so it was almost kind of a storyteller's thing too. Yeah, where he could he was talking a lot in between songs, telling us what was up about the song he was about to play, making jokes. It was a real kind of intimate, personal it performance, was. and then which was cool. Which and I'm a sucker for anything acoustic. Like if you have a song, if you make it acoustic, I'll love it. And so, but I th- I think. Um and a, a most I think the crowd was pretty receptive to it. Oh yeah, I think so. Because like at, just like the idea of having a metal show and then you have like a guy that I would say if like 
maybe metal casuals aren't aware of Devin Townsend, but if, right. like I've always known the name Devin Townsend. I just never really uh, gave him a shot. But like, like metal fans are like, okay, Devin Townsend. And then, but like, if you're just like a casual, like, okay, I like Avatar. And then like some guy with an acoustic, and you're like, why is this opening right. guy acoustic? What's happening? Yeah, it was an odd pairing. It was an odd pairing, but it was it was really good. I was happy that that happened. And they're way more receptive to him than Slipknot fans were to Volbeat. That was <laughs> that was weird. That was that, weird. that was upsetting to me. <laughs> Felt bad for Volbeat. They played my favorite song. I was so happy. <laughs> Thanks, Volbeat. All right, so we're going to talk more new music in a moment. We're going to take a break, do all the things that we do during our breaks. So I suggest you all do them as well, and we'll see you in a moment. And welcome back to the Way of Rock podcast. I'm Jack. Sitting across from me is Jeff, and we have some more new music to talk about. The first one being another single from Painted Wives. Now yeah, yeah. this one's called Shangri-La. Shangri-La, yeah. So before I get into it too deep, I do, I do want to mention, I think Painted Wives is, like, my favorite band that no one knows about, if that makes sense. Um, Because every time we talk about them, we, we mention they were the, the opening band on a very small bill in a small club, like the, the first one, and I, I've kind of been in love with them ever since. And then I have a little story about Shangri-La here because they've since ever since they've started marketing this new album, they've kind of reset their social media, if you know what I'm saying. Like they've deleted all their old posts or archived them. I didn't know that. And so um, it kind of starts like when it, their first post now is the Truth and Consequences announcement. A while ago, because I followed them like as soon as I heard about them because I love their sound. And they had a video of their one of their guitar players playing a riff and all it, it was like this this awesome riff and all it said is hashtag Shangri-La and then I was like and this was back in like 2017 so like ever since then I'm like all right this riff is awesome when's this new album coming out when's Shangri-La coming out um and so I was quite surprised today when I saw that they released Shangri-La now I don't think that riff appears in the song but <laughs> I did see on their social media someone mentioned that they're like I remember this seeing a riff from this song oh, okay. a while ago and they like res- they um, responded like yeah that was like the very first initial yeah kind of what the seeds it was of the song and then since then it's they've redone it a bunch of times and had all the the you know the recording process and it's, it's changed and the riff might be in there I d- I've only listened to it a couple to- uh, like I think once or twice but um and I don't necessarily remember the riff as well as I I used to, and I could watch the video whenever it was not deleted from the Painted Wives Instagram. But uh, yeah, so another al- another single from Painted Wives. I don't think we know what their new album is going to be called yet. No, not yet. Right now, they're an, just on their third single. I don't even um, think an album has been announced yet. It's just truth or con- truth and consequences was the first one, then device, and now Shangri La. So we're three singles deep into. What is probably going to be a new release from them? But yeah, and all the uh, album arts very similar. They're all orange, just with like one singular clip art type thing in the middle. Um, so I, I would imagine there's going to be an album. I just don't think it's been announced yet. Yeah, these guys are good though. I'm looking forward to seeing a full length album from them. Yeah, like everyone else, hoping to see them hit a tour because I have not seen them. Yeah. So and that album, obsessed with the end. I've li- I've listened to that top to bottom 
so many times. I mean, I've listened to the heck out of that album uh, from 2016. And so um, I, I hope that, uh, that people that are listening don't know who Painted Wives are, and I hope that they go check them out and, and put a new band in their, in their rotation because, I mean, I love what these guys are putting out. Um, these three singles, I'm a big fan of all of them. Can't wait for the album. And really hope that they go on a tour. I would like to see them on a headlining tour, but I don't know if they're necessarily uh, there. Like they're they're able to do a headline tour, but it'll be a very small venue. Um, we'll lo- so maybe if they open for someone that I'm I'm familiar with, such as Lacuna Coil again, because I didn't get to see Lacuna Coil last time because they got snowed in North Dakota or something. Yeah. That was just, what was it, back in... That was, was in, in the, the fall. fall. Yeah, so it was really before snow started hitting the rest of the country. Yeah. And they were supposed to play in our area and got snowed in in North Dakota, Fargo, North Dakota, and spent like three or four days locked up in a hotel there because yeah. they couldn't go. And, but don't worry, all that remains still played. <laughs> and it's like, at the time we were like, okay, Lacuna Coil doesn't come to America very often, and so it sucks that... They had to cancel a show, and you can't go see Lacuna Coil. Little did we know in a few months you can't go see anyone. (laughs) Yeah. I really wish I could have seen that show. It's a real, obviously, you know, live music is is probably the least of of many people's worries right now. It is. The the fact that there is just zero live music is is just, I haven't gotten used to that yet. It is is weird. It, It is like... The like the the little things like I know you and I both, um, our our biggest gripe with all of this is that we can't go get a haircut. I think, because right. um, we're of the fortunate that have not been really affected by it in other just like the minor conveniences that come with all that uh, and whatnot. But like just seeing the the sports world shut down, the live music industry shut down. All that is is crazy. And it is very strange. This is a really good time, though, to just scan, like, Instagram or Twitter and try to just look for bands. I mean, everybody's got their bands that they know, but there's so I mean, there's thousands and thousands and thousands of bands out there. And it's cool to just kind of scan around YouTube or whatever and try to find some music. You know, we... We touch upon a few every week, but by no means are we, you know, down the rabbit hole with all the bands that are out yeah. there. And that was always my my way of finding new music. I know, I know, I'm a little bit older, so I don't necessarily use the internet in that respect like many people do. I I would always find my new music by seeing a band open for somebody. Yeah. So you go to a club show, and whatever opening band is there, you've never heard of them, and Maybe it's a pleasant surprise. Maybe it's the most annoying thing you've ever seen. Hillbilly Harold. Right. <laughs> but that's how I discovered the Black Moods. They opened up for a band yeah. that, that we've seen many times and and we we're like, Oh my gosh, you know, this 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 band is is awesome. We've never heard of them and since then gotten to know them really well. But there's there's countless examples of that. You you go and find a band that that you've never heard of and, and they open for somebody you dig and then you become a fan for life. Would you say that the Black Moods are your like the your like top band that you've discovered from in that scenario where they're opening for a band that you oh went to gosh, go see? No, I interesting. Mean, in recent years, probably, but yeah, 
I I I wouldn't say. I mean, God, I'd have to go back over you know, forty years of, of well, yeah. seeing live shows, but def- I would say definitely in the last two or three years they stand out. Okay, but but no, yeah, we've 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 found many good bands over the years that have opened for. Now back in the old days, like if you went to, and of course, club shows, you know, when you're when you're really young, like when I was in high school and I was going to see Van Halen at the, you know, big dome or the arenas or whatever a name band was opening up for that yeah and i wasn't really going to club shows until later on so it was probably mid 90s before i was really doing club shows okay so my my frame of reference for opening bands in my early concert going days were all already big bands yeah okay so so I probably I would have to go back and I'd have to actually sit down and think about this with with my terrible memory, but yeah I would say definitely in the last two or three years they were the they're they're the biggest thing we've discovered. Okay, because like going down just like off the top of my head, thinking of a few. I mean the two that we've mentioned this show, Painted Wives, and um. You know another Devin another Townsend. good one for me is Avatar. Avatar, yeah. Um, because that's a band I discovered opening for Trivium. Yeah. Um, and then another one, a little sleeper that you might not be expecting. I think uh, if I had to pick my top three, it would be um, Painted Wife, Devin Townsend, and Woven War, if you remember them. I do remember Woven War a little bit. Weren't, didn't they come from another band? They yeah. had another name? Because they, um, they opened for Black Label Society when we saw right. them. At the same venue that we've seen uh, Avatar and Devin Townsend. But uh, they're the, they were the remnants of As I Lay Dying whenever... Uh, they had that whole thing where their singer went to prison, um, and they released two albums. I think As I Lay Dying is back together. Tim Lambeas, I don't know how to say his last name. Tim, there's some who call him Tim. He's out of prison now, and I think he's back with the band in some capacity. I'm not the biggest As I Lay Dying expert, but um, I figured that, was, that would be a little fun conversation to have. But with all this talk about uh, you know, the coronavirus... Shine a spotlight on some one of the metal bands that I don't want to say is, I guess they're 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 making um, initiatives trying to trying to better it better the world, and we mentioned this last week and we kind of did some digging into it. We listened to the album, Kill Switch Engage has their B sides for charity album Atonement Two, um, six six track long EP. And all the proceeds, let me pull up to see the exact company, but all the proceeds are going to um, the COVID-19 relief fund, um, funds for disaster. It's at funds for, like the the letter, not the letter, the number for disaster on Instagram. You can find all the information about it on the, the official Kill Switch Engage Instagram. But I've listened to it, and yeah, it's um, nothing really far out from the typical kill switch engage recipe um it's it's crushing riffs and jesse leach doing jesse leach things um although i'll still say that howard jones is my favorite kill switch engage singer i think that's an unpopular opinion you've seen howard jones live yeah yes we have seen howard jones live and what's his band now um it was devil you know and now it's light the torch same band yeah we saw their name the torch yeah we saw them when they were Light the torch it it is the the same people though they just rebranded but um that was on that trivium avatar show as well i want to say it was yeah yeah it was 
because I I get I get the two Avatar shows mixed up because they were, um, but I yeah I think I think a majority of the Killswitch Engage fans prefer Jesse over Howard, which I'm fine with. Jesse's a fine singer, but I am a sucker for Howard Jones. He is a great singer, um, and Howard Jones is actually featured on their on Atonement, the actual album. He's featured on a uh, song. Because he left for a medical reason, so they're still on good terms and whatnot. Um, but uh, yeah, so Atonement Two, B sides for charity, check it out. Six tracks long. Uh, my favorite track, listening to it, was "Killing of Leviathan." Um, I do like when things have the word Leviathan in it. Uh, so yeah, and then I know this kind of segues into another topic that you wanted to talk about. Which is... Yeah, this is a thing, speaking of charity, that I noticed on social media in the last couple of days with the hashtag Save Our Stages. And as we've talked about many, many times in the last few weeks, the lack of live shows in all of these small clubs is going to possibly mean the death of some of these small clubs. And here in in our, in our town, we've already lost one. Yeah. Um, I think it's a... 800 seat capacity. It's not even a seat. It's just a bar that fits 800 people. Yeah, but we, that's somewhere we saw Royal Blood. Royal Blood, yeah. yeah. In there, I think that's the only days. show that we've caught there. Yeah, but you know, the, looking at the list of people who've played there, it's 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 pretty extensive. They're a pretty popular venue it in is, town, yeah. and they, they there's an article that it showed some of the numbers, what they were paying for rent and. The fact that there's just no live shows now, and they're like, you know, we cannot cover this rent just being a bar. Um, it's just not that kind of a place. So that's just one example, and it's, that's going to keep happening across the country. And I guess the National Independent Venue Association has started this hashtag, Save Our Stages, and put up a website, saveourstages.com. And if you were to go there, you can... Donate money. You can tell your legislators your concerns, and there's a little form on there that you can... Basically, what you want to let them know is, with all of this relief money getting spread around, that these independent venues and these small venues, you know, maybe maybe put some their way, too. Keep these folks going. And I'm sure that when the, the House of Representatives and the Senate and, and all the folks in charge are thinking about who to give money to, Live music venues probably aren't at the forefront of their thoughts. Probably, yes. Just because, you know, mostly it's old fat white guys and <laughs> they want to bail out banks and, <laughs> you know, they're rich friends. But you think about, and, and honestly, this goes for comedy clubs too and places that do comedy. Comedians aren't performing either right now. And. If you've ever been to a comedy club, it's much the same as a music venue. You know, three, four hundred people. There's bartenders, there's waitresses, there's cooks, maybe, you know, to give you some chicken fingers or fries or whatever. And those people are not working right now. And unfortunately, the owners of these places are usually small business people, and their well is running dry as well. They can't just keep paying their employees as much as they would love to. So what this what this organization is doing is, I think, first and foremost, they're going to try and contact legislators to get some relief funds sent the way of these clubs. But they're also selling some merchandise, and I think you can just straight up donate to them as well. 
and and hopefully keep these venues going because yeah, it's going to get ugly here in the next few months if if we don't start getting some live music. Some of these places just aren't going to come back. Just yeah. same as, you know, family restaurants and and some other places that are being affected. So yeah, it's uh look up the hashtag save our stages and also the website saveourstages.com and like I said, you can fill out the form, you can contact your legislator, you can buy some merch, you can just straight up donate and hopefully we'll see some live music here pretty soon. Yeah. And um, kind of like the the domino effect, because um, we've mentioned this aspect as well, the domino effect of um, not being able to play live, and then with that also the like these small clubs like closing up, that is like that's gonna be even worse for the little bands because like if they have less places to play, less options and whatnot, like that's gonna. And that's already kind of a thing. I was listening to. Um, the lead singer of the band Garbage, Shirley Manson. She was on Joe Rogan. It's probably been a year or two, but there, Garbage is a band that's playing, I think, like two, three thousand seaters, and they were talking about it at their level. It's it's hard to find venues when they're planning a tour. Just in normal times, they're competing against comedians, um, and and other bands in in that level. And I guess, I guess there's just not that many venues of that size in the country. So when they're planning a tour, they said it can be a challenge just, just to find a venue open on the dates when they're available and that, again, that's just in normal times. So yeah, we start seeing these places close down and shutter. It's going to make it really, really hard for bands to get out there and tour, which, quite honestly, is how they're making money anymore. Yeah. And, like, kind of to put that into, like, a way that like, to so we can kind of see it our area really has like that that level has like maybe four venues, maybe five throughout the uh throughout the city that are like the the big ones right. that, and as we mentioned, one of those closed down, and then if we kind of talked about this off air the other day, we think that another of them closed down a while ago, yeah, the other one it was it was unrelated to covid nineteen but they were going to close down and open in another location. And now that seems to not be happening, so that that club is in limbo. Yeah, and so then that that leaves you with two clubs, right? Hi, and then say, I mean, because wh- I think like one of them is partnered with, not partnered, is the offshoot of a bigger club right across the street. Oh that, yeah, that yeah. one's fine. Yeah, that one's fine. Uh, but that one's not going anywhere. Yeah, that guy runs that part of town. He's that right. he's cool. But the like the other one, say something happens to that, then all of a sudden you're like, okay, there's one small club in this area for bands to then fight over, and that right. one, that's a bit like they, there's something there every night. Oh as yeah, is. literally every night. Yeah, and so like you just think about, so then whenever, um, for example, Stitched Up Heart is doing their their Midwest tour, then whenever they only have one venue here, then two venues somewhere else, it it really messes up their whole operation yeah it's gonna it's gonna get weird here when music does start hitting the road again and hopefully these club owners are able to withstand all of this and and wait it out and keep everything open and 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 every, when everything comes back it'll all kind of get as normal as it as it can but yeah it's gonna it's gonna definitely be interesting in the next six months to see how it all plays out yeah i will so, so. All right, well, that's going to do it for this week. 
As always, if you want to yell at us, you can email us at thewayofrockpodcast at gmail.com. Please follow us on Twitter and Instagram and, I guess, Facebook, although it doesn't seem to do any good on Facebook. But you might as well do it anyway. And you can find us there at It's the Way of Rock, same name on all of those platforms. And we also use that name on Spotify, where we have a couple of playlists, one of them being our Song of the Day. And today's Song of the Day, did you even look at it? Do you know what it is? I did not. <sighs> what is our Song this of the Day? This is what I have to put up with. Song of the Day today was The Decree by uh, Lacey. I see. I probably could have guessed that. Tomorrow, we're probably going to do Painted Wives. Painted Wives. Probably, Excellent. Probably Avatar on Sunday. Maybe you can get another um, another feature on the Painted Wives story. Oh, yeah. I like it when they do that. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm not, I still don't quite understand stories, but you know, I'll, pl- I'll play the game. <laughs> so anyway, that's uh, the Song of the Day playlist. That's on Spotify. We also have also the covers playlist. Podcast. Yes, our covers playlist, which I try to add to from time to time whenever I find a cool cover. And in the meantime, we will be back next week. Check out our sponsor, thirdstagetees.com. Use promo code TWOR. Save yourself 15% off a shirt. And download the Anchor.fm app and get your own podcast out there. Get a podcast out there, drop us a line, let us know what it is, and we will listen to it. Just like you should listen to ours. Yes. All right. Yes. We've beaten this one to death. All right. Getting out of here. Have a good weekend, everybody. We will talk to you later.